The Lord be with you. Good morning, my friends. We welcome you here to this Sunday morning worship, to this first Sunday after Christmas. What a joy it is to have you worshiping with us, whether you are physically in the space with us or joining us online. We are blessed by your presence. And all I got to say is I have been jealous of all of you that you have been able to worship in your PJs for the last nine months. And now it's my turn to worship in PJs. So traditionally, this is our, our pajama Sunday here at Rosedale. So uh, that is why you will see some of us being extra comfy this morning. I just have a few quick announcements to share with each of you. Um, it is my pleasure this morning to welcome to the pulpit our own Sandy Main Misto, who is our preacher of the day today, and so thrilled that we also have Tracy Conrad providing all the music, and Pam Gunderson being our liturgist and worship leader. It's so nice that in the midst of this holiday season, when we have a lot going on in this congregation, it's wonderful when we have other staff and lay people that are willing to step up and allow myself and Pastor Kelly a little bit of a break. So I'm very grateful to all of you guys today and, and uh, to Mark Adams and um, Elaine Davis as well, the uh, dynamic um, brother-sister duo that will also be providing special music. So what a joy this morning will be. A few quick announcements. This coming Friday is Chapel Friday, and that will be available to you both in person or on Zoom from uh, noon until 1. And Pastor Kelly will be back from vacation, and she will be in the chapel for prayers and communion if you wish to join in. Also, if you are a leader of this congregation, either ser currently serving as a deacon or an elder, we have leader training scheduled for Saturday, January 9th. And uh, not sure how that's going to play out just yet. More than likely, it will all be on Zoom, but stay tuned for more information. And then finally, everyone's one of everyone's favorite Sundays of the year, Star Sunday, will be held on January 10th this year. What will your star words say? We are all looking forward to that. So that concludes my announcements, but I do uh, wish to update you on a few members of our congregation. Uh, it is with sadness that we announce that Peter Daniels, the brother of Sheila Benny, uncle of Brad Benny and Sue Cole, has passed away. So we are asking that you keep the Benny, Cole, and Seymour families in your prayers. And we also learned yesterday that Charles Thayer, the father of Marnie Squire, passed away unexpectedly as well. So we are going to keep Marnie, Brad, Bennett, and Riley in our prayers this week. And of course, we are going to continue to pray for Joyce Backus and the rest of the Backus family on the loss of Jack. And our four families of the week this week are the Beadle, Kars, Kennedy, Shaver, and Barry families. So with that, my friends, let us worship God.
Good morning. Please stand as you are able and join me in this morning's call to worship. You can follow along in your bulletin, or if you are worshiping with us online, your responses will appear on the screen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go up to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, this is the day the Lord has made. So I will rejoice and be glad in it. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Let us worship God.
love has been shown to us in the one true light, Jesus Christ. Yet we sometimes choose to stay in our darkness, as if that light made no difference to us. So let us pray together the prayer of confession. Let us pray. Great God of all creation, who are we that you are mindful of us? You who set the stars in motion, who launched waves crashing against the shore, who knows the heights and depths of the world. Why do you bother with us? You count the hairs on our heads and call us each by name. You give us your wisdom and you uphold us by your spirit. You tend to us and care for us and we do not understand why. We cannot grasp your love for us, O oh God, for it is unlike us to be that loving and forgiving. We become enmeshed by our own needs and wants and desires, and we fail to see beyond anything but our own little circles. Turn us around, O oh God. Help us to see as you see and to reach out as you reach out. Remind us once again of the sacredness of our ordinary day-to-day -day lives. By your spirit, teach us to live truly as beings little lower than angels. In your mercy, O oh God, forgive who we are and bless who we will be. Amen. My friends, hear the good news and believe. God came to us in the form of a helpless child at Christmas time so that his incredible love for us may be revealed. In Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. first scripture reading this morning comes from Psalm 95, verses 1 through 7. Come, let us sing for the joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King of all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God. 
And we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if only you were to hear his voice, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our second reading is from Colossians, chapter 3, 12 to 17. And Paul is talking about getting dressed. So imagine in front of you a box, a dress-up box. And in that box are items that you are going to put on your body to wear. And as we hear together the words of the Apostle Paul, see yourself taking out of the box one garment at a time and fitting yourself into it. The word of God today for us. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, Humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if you have a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you have been called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you, richly as you teach, and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. On November 29th, the RGPC staff hosted here in our parking lot a drive through blessing. I asked staff who participated in previous years, previous similar events this year, what I was supposed to bring, how to prepare. And they just said, come. Well, because I've missed you all so much, I wanted to send something of me home with you, who came in cars or came on foot. So I made Advent blessing ornaments out of music-themed paper and ribbon. And each ornament had a, one of four scriptures printed on the reverse side. One of those scriptures came from Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 through 3. While I was a student at Moody Bible Institute, it was the theme passage of the Women's Glee Club, of which I was a member. It is very familiar to me. I have been chewing on this passage for decades. And it has meant different things to me at different times as passages tend to do. So this is Psalm 40, 1 through 3, from the Sandra May Namisto Revised Version. <laughs> I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned toward me and heard my cry. He lifted me up out of a pit, a really terrible pit, a pit filled with deep, 
wet, impossible to move in clay. He lifted my feet up out of that and put them on rock-solid ground and set me on a sure path. And as if that wasn't enough, he filled my mouth up with a new song. A song, a praise song, a praise song to God, a song that would be seen and others seeing my heart's song, will trust in God. So I'm ready for the drive through blessing event three days after Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving, very different from any ever in any of our lives. I'm thinking about what song has been in my heart this year, about what heart melodies fill a year characterized by the loss of my job the loss of my best friend to cancer and the freedom to go to her or to her family. I was wondering what heart melodies fill a year of not being able to see friends who are hurting or to walk beside grieving families in this faith community. I wondered what heart melodies fill a year of isolation, fear, turmoil, strife and meanness in our culture, a year of not having grandchildren over, a year of not having anybody over. What heart melodies fill a year of missing my family, a year of an empty sanctuary and really missing all of you. And because this is 2020, and not 1918, we are gonna be lifted out of this terrible pit sooner than later. And as the proverbial chunks of heavy clay of this year slowly thud to the ground and we begin to find sure footing and more familiar footing and a path forward, we have an opportunity, an opportunity to listen, to listen to God for a song that he is composing a song with which he plans to fill our mouths, a song that will be seen. Now, I just want to mention that recently, I was listening at home to one of the early live stream services in which I decided hmm, to sing along with John because I thought the response that he was leading you all in needed an alto and I could hear the part in my head, and I thought, I can do that. And I could, so I did. Oh dear, Sandra Lee, I said to myself, your voice, along with the rest of you, is aging. You are an instrumentalist for a reason. So I'm happy that the God song that is filling my mouth is a song that will be seen and maybe not so much heard, at least in my case. Now this song God is composing for my mouth and your mouth, I don't mean the song of, I can hardly wait until things get back to normal. I'm not really sure anymore what that is. I don't mean the song of, I just want things to be how they used to be. 
pretty sure for all kinds of reasons, that wouldn't be such a good idea. And I don't mean what would probably be my first, first choice of song, thank God this is over. The new song won't be a song of my writing. I'm pretty sure a song wouldn't be worth others seeing and it wouldn't inspire trust. So as I looked into each of the dozens of cars that came through on the blessing line on the 29th of November, I started to wonder about your song. I was thinking about how hard some of the music in your hearts has been this year. I began to wonder what song God is composing for the woman in this car. I wonder what God has been teaching this family that will result in a new song. I wonder what song God is imagining to inspire trust in those around the man in the next car. I've been thinking about all of you all year, and I've been praying for you. I've been praying what is in your heart to sing this year. I know our songs this year have contained verses of fear and grief and loss, verses of uncertainty. All of us have been alone in ways we probably have not experienced before. Some have been quarantined multiple times. Some of you have become your children's teacher, juggling even more tasks, wearing even more hats, and not always feeling successful. Some of you live in a place where your residence is filled with neighbors, none of which you've been able to visit or see, and in many cases, family has not been able to come inside and see you. Some of you have lost employment. Businesses have closed. Some of you have spent more time in your house with family in relationships that already were strained. And too many in our faith community have lost family members this year. And all the while, God hears all those songs and he is imagining the next movement in the symphony that is the song of your life and my life. It will not be a song independent of all these difficult experiences. This music will be influenced by how you have experienced God this year. Or if we're really being honest with each other, maybe by how you've not had much sense of God at all this year. And on November 29th, standing in this church parking lot and every day since, I've been wondering how I would be able to hear what your heart's music has been in the months that we have been apart. What new strains are now coming into your song and how are we as a faith community going to learn and hear and see the songs God is now composing and filling up our mouths with? 
So we had a couple of ideas for collecting your songs, which I floated to the staff, and there was no discussion generated. And I thought, well, maybe I am making up this nudge feeling that I have, and have had since November 29th. Maybe it's not a God nudge. And then Kate came to see me a couple weeks ago and asked if I'd like to talk with you today. I told her I should say yes. I want to say no because it's this experience, but I'm sure I should say yes. What should I talk about? She said, whatever is on your heart. Oh, that. Hmm. So whether it feels like it or not, God has been present with you and in you since March. He's been present with me and in me since March as well. The me trying to figure out what I am supposed to be doing with my life amidst unexpected and overwhelming changes. The me that's been teary or just outright cry every day since mid-March. Not because I think God has left me, but because even his presence does not insulate me from everything I have felt this year. Not because there aren't blessings, there are, and the list is long. Not because my year has been harder than anyone else's year, it hasn't. He's been present with me and in me since March because it's him. He is the God who doesn't leave. He is the God present in the mess of life. He is the one who sees a way forward, who sits with us when we have no idea how to proceed or if we even want to or could. And he is at work in the world to bring in his kingdom. In a few minutes, we're going to say that together. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. A vote of confidence. And nothing will stop that. Thanks be to God. And while he's doing that, while he's staying with me and staying with you and bringing about his kingdom, while he's doing all that, he cares about our song and what is filling up our hearts, about what we're learning to let go of, about we, what we are embracing that is new. He cares about where he can bring us healing, about what we're learning and willing to learn about ourselves. He cares about where we are open to growth in relationships and in loving each other and loving him better. And what new ways we are open to learn to serve. He cares about new ways I am learning to be quiet. New value I'm learning in listening. Listening sometimes when what I hear others say is hard for me to hear and impossible for me to validate. He cares about new ways I'm learning to grieve that don't feel like grieving at all. Ways I'm reaching out with less reservation to others 
who need more Jesus. And because the song he is writing for each of us and for this faith community as we emerge from this year with chunks of clay hanging on our feet and all is a song he intends for other people to see. It is a song by which he intends to inspire faith in others, in each other. Your song, the one composed just for you this year, like it's the only song God is writing for the only kid that he has, is the next movement of the symphony that is your life song. It is a song intended for praise. It is a song intended to be seen. It is a song that declares that the good God is working in your circumstance and in my circumstance is that he is making us look more like Jesus. And that song will inspire others to see God and trust. Thousands of years ago, an angel appeared to a teenage girl and told her she would become pregnant out of wedlock in a society that stoned women for such a thing. And she would give birth to the Son of God. We read what the angel came and said to Mary. We read what Mary said to the angel. We read that Mary traveled to her relative Elizabeth's home. What scripture does not tell us is what was going on in Mary's head. Between the time she said to the angel, let it be to me according to your word. And when she arrived at Elizabeth's house and sang this incredible song, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. I want to tell you, that if at 15 I found myself to be an unwed mother, this is not the song I would be singing. But it is the song God composed for Mary. And it is the song Mary was willing to learn to sing. It is the song he filled her mouth with that she sang with all of her might. A song thousands of years later we see. A song that thousands of years later causes us to reverence composer God. A song that invites us to trust that this God is composing songs for us coming out of an unimaginable year. I was reminded of a hymn text this week. Come sing, O church, in joy. Come join, O church, in song, for Christ the Lord will triumph through the ages long. In bold accord, come, celebrate our journey now, and praise the Lord. This year we've had little access to the ways we usually have communicated with one another, encouraged and shared our stories and our journey. I would cherish hearing 
what some of the dynamics in your song have been this year. How your song may be changing, how it's being added to. At the end of your bulletin today is my email address. And for those not here in person, on the RGPC website, in the section of staff, you scroll down and find my name and picture, and at the bottom of that paragraph is my email address. And I invite you to email me if you'd be willing to share any part of this year's story. I would like to create a collection of our stories, of our ever-changing life songs to share with the faith community. And it's all right if you share something and don't want what you write to be shared any further. That's fine. I honor that. But I see the possibility of a means by which to encourage each other with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, much like we did a devotional amongst us a few years ago. I've missed you. We have a lot to share together, to learn from one another, ways to be encouraged by each other, ways to be reminded that in spite of all that has happened this year and continues to happen, God has been and continues to be at work in us for our good and his everlasting glory. We are waiting patiently for the Lord. He is turning toward us and hearing our cry. He is lifting us up out of a pit, a really terrible pit, a pit filled with wet, deep, hard to move in clay. He is putting our feet on rock-solid ground and setting us on a sure path. And as if that wasn't enough, he is filling up our mouths with a new song, a praise song. A song to God, a song that will be seen. And others, seeing the song of our hearts, will have reverence for God and put their trust in Him. Alleluia. Amen. As Scripture reminds us, we have been blessed to be a blessing. And that has become apparent to all of us living in a global pandemic. For those who donate to Rosedale, know that your offerings are sustaining vital ministries, including the ministries of worship, discipleship, and pastoral care. There are a variety of ways to give, including electronically through our website or our smartphone app. If you are present in the sanctuary this morning, we have touchless donation boxes available in the narthex as you leave worship. Whether you give to Rosedale or another worthy organization dedicated to giving to the least of these, know that your offerings in God's hands can do far more for the greater good than can be accomplished by a solo effort. Let us now receive our morning's offering.
Emmanuel, God with us, you have abundantly blessed us in giving us your son. In the spirit of celebration for his presence in our lives, we dedicate these, the offerings of our life and labor to you. In our giving, we give ourselves to you, Lord Jesus, you who make all things possible. Amen. This has been a long year, a year of uncertainty, struggle, pain. We've watched a virus take countless lives, people we knew, people we loved. Jobs have been lost. Businesses have shut down and churches have been forced to close their doors. We've witnessed division on an unprecedented level. Cities filled with violence, streets filled with protesters, and we felt the sting of racism, the deep heartache of hate. There have been times where it's been difficult to see the hand of God. But even in the darkest of moments, He has been there, faithful, present, powerful. As a new year begins, we stand on a simple truth. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not grow faint. We don't know what this new year will hold, but we know that it's held by a God whose mercies are new every morning. This is where we place our trust. This is the truth on which we stand. This is our hope for the new year. Music maker God, you have breathed new life into our sleeping souls and have put a song of gratitude in our hearts. Touch us, God, through the ministry of music, and may we rediscover your word as you plant dreams where wounds have left scars and rekindle our hope. May the songs of our hearts bring you praise. And may the music of our lives bring you glory as we sing hallelujah. God of grace, we continue our prayers for this world as we watch and wait for healing, as we participate in the process of being good neighbors and fellow citizens. We pray for all those suffering, whether it be through physical health concerns, mental health concerns, grief, job loss. We give you thanks for all those who continue to work for the good of our communities, healthcare workers, first responders, grocery, 
pharmacy workers. Please watch over them and their families and keep them safe. God of this community, we place into your good care this day the Benny, Cole, Seymour, Squire, Bacchus families as they mourn the loss of loved ones. Comfort them with your presence and your peace. And we give thanks for the Beadle, Carse, Kennedy, Shaver and Barry families, and all that they are to this community of faith. Lover of us all, you are our praise, our life, our joy. In deep gratitude for this moment, this prayer, these people, this day, we give ourselves to you. Ask much of us. Expect much from us. Enable much by us and encourage many through us. In you we trust, O oh Lord. Our times are in your hand. With your presence before us and our hopes to carry us, we step out into the world with faith, hope, and love, praying as we go. And all of this, and so much more, we pray in the name of your amazing son, Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
let the good news of Jesus fill you up. And the presence of Jesus live among us. So we learn from one another and encourage one another with songs. Songs composed for us by God, the giver of every good gift. And sing. Sing with all your strength from a heart full of gratitude so that others, seeing your song, will trust in God. The peace of Christ be with you. Share a word of peace as you see each other and pass by each other and from wherever you're listening today. Amen.